You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach Podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome back and welcome in. It's Rochelle. So here we are at the start of 2024 and the start of season four of Her Leadership Coach. I have been really grateful that I was able to take some time off over Christmas. Uh, I had a lot of relaxing and it was amazing. I hope you were able to get some rest in as well and lots of happy moments over the holidays, over the break. I'm also super excited to pick things up again and jump back into working with women just like you who are looking for more influence, impact and income this year. I'm excited about getting the podcast back up and started. Uh, And also, uh, I have to admit, the first week back at work started off a little harder than I thought. There were no more lazy starts to the morning, which I grew to love over my three weeks off. Um, So I did do some work on getting myself back into a motivated state because let's face it, we personally have a lot of influence over whether we are motivated or not. So today is all about sharing with you some of the processes I use to make sure I am back to being excited about the year ahead with all of the challenges and opportunities that are sure to be thrown our way throughout 2024. So in this episode, we're diving into three things. The power of choosing three guiding words for the year. Exploring how discovering your why can profoundly impact your work life. We're going to discuss how embracing challenges can fuel ambition and growth. Now, I've found these strategies have been the kickstart I needed for the year, and I truly believe they can be for you too. So if you're feeling a little bit of struggle as we head into the latter part of January 2024, stay tuned. All right, so this first strategy that I'm going to talk about has personally kept me motivated and on track for at least the last three years. And I really look forward to the process itself as well as the lasting impact. So what is it? It's about choosing three words to guide you through your year. Now, I think of these three words as my North Star. You might choose personal compass, uh, whatever way you want to say it, but you Put the words to use once you've found them to guide you through the year's ups and downs. Now, why three words? Well, I think three is a reasonable number to remember and yet powerful enough to keep you aligned with your goals and values. They serve as a reminder throughout the year of what it is you are striving for. And then you can run every decision, every action And make sure that you're in alignment with your three words. Now, some people will choose one word. And I think that's really powerful. It brings some really clear focus with that one word. But personally, I like the diversity that comes with three. Um, And of course, three is the magic number. So, you know, I love things in threes. Uh, Now, those of you that listened to the last episode of season three might be thinking this is a little bit familiar. 
um, because I did take you through this concept uh, with the reflection exercises at the end of the year. So if you have already completed this exercise, then consider this as a reminder to make sure your three words are front and center right now. Um, and also you might hear some different uh, information in the way I put my three words together this year. These are steps that can be done by themselves. So if you did miss last episode last season, one, go back and do it anyway, because the reflection on the year is really powerful. However, you can do this exercise without doing the reflection. All right, so three simple steps that I use. First one is spend some time thinking and journaling. Ask yourself some questions. What do I want to achieve this year? What is my big, hairy, audacious goal or goals that I want to achieve? What values do I want to prioritize this year? Now, it could be professional growth, health, family, creativity. When you think about your top values, think about what's the biggest gap for you, right? So, for example, if your top value is um, family and you're not spending time with your family at all in 2023, then maybe you want to prioritize that value this year, um, make yourself more in alignment with it. Okay, so thinking about those, journal on them, write them down. Then think about your areas for growth. So where do you want to see change or improvement this year? Is it in your career? Is it your personal life, your relationships, your approach to challenges? Who do you want to be at the end of the year? Do you want to be calmer? Do you want to be more thoughtful, a better listener? Okay, so spend some time with those questions. And then when you sort of think you've got enough written down, taking all of that information into account, look at what you want to prioritize in there. Um, and it might be three things, it might be more than three things, but choose your three words that resonate with you on a personal level that are going to be powerful enough to motivate you and remind you of your path for the year. So let me give you an example for my own set of words for the year. I have chosen challenge, release and conversation. So if I go into challenge that reminds me that I'm looking to push myself further this year, to push my boundaries, to push my comfort zone. But it's also to remind me to challenge others to reach their potential and not let them just slide. I know that they have more that they can do for themselves and I want to help them do that. It also reminds me to speak up and challenge things that don't sit well with me. Um, which I do and I don't want to forget about doing. So that's how one word can have several different meanings and talk to several different values or priorities um, if you get a really powerful word. Uh, and releasing conversation, you know, similar, can, can straddle different things for me. So once you have your words, the next step is you need to use them. So write them down where you can see them every day. 
Uh, and that might be as simple as a post-it note or you might want to do a whole vision board, which is what I suggested in last season's last episode. Um, pop into canva.com and put some images in that symbolize your words for you and can serve as some motivation to keep you on track. And then reflect on the words when you're making decisions, uh, when you have actions to take. So again, let me share a practical example. Um, And we'll use my words for this example. So let's say you're at work and you're offered an opportunity to run a, a high profile project, one that's got eyes on it. It's a big deal. But when they're big deal like that, it's really challenging as well, right? And it might be quite outside your comfort zone and you're feeling uh, incredibly nervous about taking it. And that might make you feel tempted to say no and just to stay where it feels safe and familiar and you, you know what you're doing. And then you see your word challenge on your post-it note or your vision board and you're like, oh, that's right. <laughs> so this is, you know, exactly what challenge is all about. Stepping into new territories, pushing your limits. Um, and also, you know, you might see it as setting an example for others to be brave in their pursuits too. So again, challenging how they might see themselves. And so using that word to guide your decisions, you say yes to the project, right? And then you look at okay, let's bring in release here. If I'm taking this project on, it's a big project. I'm going to have to let go of some control. I'm going to have to delegate more. I'm going to have to trust my team. So release helps you see how you're going to work within the project. And then finally conversation as well. You might see that taking on this project is going to open up avenues for deeper, more meaningful conversations with your colleagues, with stakeholders, um, and it's an opportunity to engage with them, to listen, and to collaborate effectively. And so using my three words has helped me make a decision and helped me understand how I want to approach this piece of work. So hopefully that provides some insight into how powerful this process can be and you're ready to spend some time over the next few days or hours or weeks thinking about your goals, your growth, your values and come up with your three words. And when you do, please take the time to share them with me. I love seeing the three words. I've seen a few Uh, examples in the Facebook group uh, this year and I love it so jump on in there and share or send me an email. Uh, The links to do both of those things are in the show notes for this week's episode. All right second way I get my motivation for the year starts with a fundamental question. What is my why? So understanding the purpose behind what we do at work is really important. Uh, There's a survey by McKinsey in 2022 that found that 70% of employees say their sense of purpose is defined by their work. So what this means that for most of us, our jobs are more than just a paycheck. They are a key part of who we are and what makes us happy or in some cases, unhappy. So finding our purpose, the reason behind why we do what we do, or just what is our why for short, 
is a key part in shaping not just our satisfaction with our jobs, our careers, but it also affects our whole life, right? Our overall well-being and sense of fulfillment in our everyday life because we're at work so often that what we do there creeps into our personal life. So what we want to do is align what we do every day with what truly matters to us to make our work more meaningful, more rewarding and more motivating. So how do we go about this one? Uh, Again, thinking about your values, thinking about your top values. How does your work align with these values? So if we go back to family, say, being a top value, it might be that you, what you're doing will leave a better world in some way for your kids. Um, and look, if you're in a leadership role, being a leader and leading in these ways uh, that I teach, being a leader from the inside out, that will definitely help to um, role model a better world um, for your kids to come up in their careers and have better leaders than we may have had. Um, It might be that you are making a difference because if making a difference is your value, uh, you might see that your why is making a difference to those that are counting on you, whether that's your team, your customers, um, your stakeholders, you know, your purpose to going to work every day is making a difference for those people. You can also start to consider ways to bring more of the work that aligns with your values into your role. And perhaps release some of the work that doesn't align with your values. And sometimes this can take some creativity, uh, particularly if your role is quite defined. But get creative with this. Again, thinking about your values. How might you bring more tasks, more um, outcomes that you're looking for that use your values? And have a chat with your boss. As long as you are still bringing the outcomes your organization needs, then it can only be a good thing. And then think about the unique skills or perspectives or lived experience you bring to your workplace. How do these contribute to something larger than yourself? And it might not be exactly related to your role. It might be that you belong to a community of practice or you help other teams out by providing, um, you know, your lived experience, how you see the world and help them bring a better project to fruition. Now, sometimes it can be difficult to see a bigger picture purpose in what we're doing. Uh, Maybe our values don't align or we don't feel like we bring unique skills or perspectives. I also find, though, that purpose can be found in the day-to-day aspects of our jobs. So if you think about how your daily tasks contribute to a larger goal or vision. So maybe your role is organizing files at work. It might help you to see that effort as contributing to say, the operation and efficiency of your entire team. So you are helping them and ultimately the company be more effective and they in turn are helping perhaps the customers, right? And so you might not be directly helping customers, but you're still vital in helping the people that are helping the customers. 
Or maybe your role is answering customer queries and you find that quite draining. Um, but thinking about it in a way of I'm not just solving people's problems that are ringing me, you might be the only conversation that person has with a human today, or at least a friendly human, right? So if you look at that task as, you know, my purpose here is to make this the most friendly conversation this person has today, then maybe that is the motivation that you need. Now, if all else fails in helping you find your purpose, then look to how your role can help you grow as a person, right? So every role offers the opportunity for development. Now, that might be, um, you know, growing your skills, expanding your knowledge, or simply building your character and resilience. And yes, I know sometimes we can have enough of the character building and resilience stuff, um, and yet... It might be the purpose that you need to find while you look for another job, right? So if you are working with a difficult boss um, or in a company that is just completely out of alignment with your values, then you might see it as an opportunity to uh, develop advanced conflict resolution skills or you might see it as an opportunity to advocate for something within the company that does align with your values. Um, and that can be a purpose in itself. But you may not want to stay there, right? So take a moment to think about your why, what drives you, and how can you bring more of that into your work life? Again, take some time for reflection. Let me know. I would love to hear. All right, final motivator for this episode is embracing challenges in our work lives. Now, a couple of years back, I decided I wanted to be a runner. Don't ask me why, um, but my goal was to be able to run 20 minutes without stopping. And I know for some of you that doesn't seem like much, but for me, from absolutely no running base whatsoever, it seemed almost impossible. Uh, and to make it more likely to happen, to keep myself motivated to getting to the end of that challenge, I entered myself into a 5k charity run. And I'm happy to say I was able to run for 22 minutes without stopping. Uh, and I participated in the charity run without making a complete fool of myself. I did not run the entire 5k's, um, but I did run and walk and run and walk. Now, research shows that as humans, we are hardwired to actually enjoy a challenge. Now, it's part of what researchers call the effect effort paradox. The idea that even though trying hard is difficult, it's something that we intrinsically value and seek out. In fact, one of the top reasons talented employees leave organizations is that they're not provided with enough of a challenge in their roles. So if you're finding that, if you're finding that you're being in a role for a while, perhaps, and it's something that you can now do with your eyes closed, you might want to bring yourself some personal challenges to keep you motivated. Now, these are about setting personal goals that are both measurable and trackable. And I want you to approach them with a mindset of growth, not perfection. So as you're setting these challenges, I want you to remember it's not about always hitting the mark. 
It is about celebrating your successes along the way and then learning from the times that you don't quite get there. So my husband, he is a, what I think is called a garbologist. Um, He's a garbage truck driver and he sets himself challenges by keeping track of how many bins he empties before lunchtime and then again by the end of the day. And he is always trying to beat his personal best. Now, he's not competing with others in this challenge. He doesn't know how many bins others pick up. They don't get to find that out. So this is just about him. But it's a really simple, measurable way for him to feel a sense of accomplishment at the end of the day. And if he doesn't make it, because there are always things happening that can get in the way of him beating his own personal best, uh, it's not about beating himself up, although occasionally he might do that. Um, But it's about saying, okay, I didn't make it today, but it still leaves me a challenge tomorrow. I'm going to do better tomorrow. My challenge for the year, or one of them, is um, aiming to have coffee each week with someone outside my usual circle. Now, for me, as a a little bit of an introvert, that can feel a little bit daunting. So it definitely feels like a challenge, Um, also a challenge to fit that in with my busy schedule. But it aligns with my two of my three guiding words for the year, the first being challenge and the second being conversation, right? So having a coffee a week is about expanding my network and engaging in more meaningful conversations. And that's going to help me grow both professionally and personally. Uh, And then maybe a challenge for you, which I think is a common one for many of my clients, is upholding a work-life balance. So you might challenge yourself to clock off on time at least three days a week, say, no matter what. And then this challenge is a commitment to respecting your personal boundaries and really is an essential aspect of self-care and professional sustainability. Um, What we don't need is to burn out by the end of 2024. So you might start with a lower challenge. You know, three days a week might feel daunting to some. You don't want this challenge to be overwhelming. It needs to be enough to push you without making you feel like a complete failure. So how will you embrace challenges in your work this year? What steps will you take to push yourself and grow? I'm going to challenge you to come up with one or two challenges to keep you feeling motivated and to uh, help yourself to grow across 2024. All right, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, if you are struggling with motivation or you're looking for strategies to help you have more impact, influence and income this year, then consider booking a call with me and let's have a chat about how coaching might help you with staying motivated or achieving your lofty goals. Um, You will find a link to my calendar and the show notes that will set us up a time to chat. Uh, There is no pressure, no obligation. Let's just see if this is for you or not. Um, Like I said, one of my goals is to help women have more impact, influence and income. And that might just be you. In the meantime, until next week, continue to lead the way her way.